It is hotter than balls, folks. I have my door closed. I'm in my bedroom. I turned off the air conditioner and I turned off the fan to make this podcast just for you. It is 88 degrees here in Washington state. And on the west side, we are not used to things like that. I'm not complaining. It feels very good. But I just wanted you to know my pain that I'm going through just to record this for you. I got feedback from some listeners and they suggested, hey, we think that it would be a great idea if you introduced yourself and the guest, if you have one, every episode. And I I honestly, I I never even thought about it because in my head, I'm just talking to my friends. But that makes total sense, guys. So I'll do just that. Friends, you are listening to the Sturdy Girl Company podcast, and I'm your host, Pam Merkerson. I added that. They didn't suggest that, but maybe I should do a little jingle. Anyway, here's the podcast, episode 46, Friday Mentality. Years ago, I saw a book written by Joel Osteen, and it was called, it's still called that, Every Day a Friday. I think I read it. I'm not sure. I can't remember But I got to thinking about the title here lately, and I'm like, is that possible? Every day, a Friday. What is it about Friday? We love Friday. T-G-I-F, right? Thank God it's Friday. At my work, I work for an elementary school, Nurse Linda, she comes in every single morning, starting on Monday, and says, is it Friday yet? And Tony, who works next to me, always, always just flat out says, no. And I always respond, almost, you're so close, Linda. And Linda just smiles and she calls me the dreamer and Tony the realist and how she needs us both. Well, I I looked up what the opposite of a realist is and it's an idealist, which is basically someone that doesn't grasp a sense of the real world. So yeah, I guess that's more me. Anyway, We love Friday, don't we? We have songs about it. Just got paid Friday night, money in my pocket. I mean, people who don't work a Monday through Friday schedule still say on the last day before their day off, they say what? Today is my Friday. There seems to be a sense of I can do today because it's my Friday. It's still a work day, mind you. But there's a sense of relief while you're still at work of, oh, it's Friday. I asked a few people the question, what is it about Friday? And I got answers like, well, I know I'm going to get to sleep in. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get to choose my activities. I, I get to choose the work that I'm going to do. There's a sense of freedom there. I got different answers. However, I did catch a recurring phrase, and that was, I'm going to. I know that I will get to dot, dot, dot. In other words, there's a sense of anticipation. Now, you know I love my dictionary and synonym moment. Anticipation. The action of anticipating something. 
expectation and synonyms being expectancy, hope, or to forecast. Okay, let's have a little science moment too. Psychology Today tells us that anticipation, which is the act of anticipating, so imagining or hoping, is rooted in the part of the brain that controls the automatic non-thinking behavior. Dopamine is a chemical neurotransmitter. So it's a chemical that's emitted in the brain. And when it's released, it acts as a stimulant that prevents pain, stimulates arousal, and causes excitement. So dopamine stimulation happens when we experience and expect good things. And anticipating positive events, it sustains that output of dopamine into the brain's chemical pathways. So the brain loves dopamine and therefore it doesn't matter if you're an optimist or a pessimist, the brain is wired to anticipate positive experiences. I was like, wow. So we are wired by default to expect good. It's healthy to contemplate good times ahead. Now, this was a hard concept for a few people that I ran this data by, that the brain, by default, is wired to anticipate positive experiences because it's easy to think that the brain is wired to fear, right, for our protection. Well, it's true that we have that natural stress response to danger. We call it flight or fight, right? And cortisol shoots into the system and we instantly fight or flight. But it does that so we can return to a safe mode. Our brain is not naturally designed to stay in that mode of stress. Too much cortisol for too long of time equals anxiety and burnout, right? But it has the flight or fight response, like I said before, to protect us. And when do we feel most protected? When we feel safe. Dr. Caroline Leaf, I, I mentioned her um, a lot. She says that our brains, our brains are wired for love. It's by default looking ahead for positive, safe experiences. Well, why does it seem that we tend to focus so hard on the negative then? We'll talk more about that in a moment. But first, let me say something about living in the moment. The whole being fully present mantra, which yes, I am working on being more present in the moment. It's a good thing to practice living this way because it's in the now where we find what we need, our joy, peace, it's in the now. But living in the present doesn't mean that we can't experience the pleasure of looking forward to something. In fact, in an article in the New York Times by Holly Burns called To Enjoy Life, Embrace Anticipation, she quotes Simon Rago, who is a psychologist, as saying this, imagining good things ahead of us makes us feel better in the current moment. It can increase motivation, optimism, patience, and decrease irritability. Remember our talk about dopamine? The act of anticipating, it stimulates that output of dopamine 
in our brains in the now, in the present, in the current moment. The anticipation of planning a vacation, going to visit family and friends, planning the road trip, Christmas morning, planning the fancy date night out at your favorite place, all these big things we can anticipate. But we can't plan these big things all the time, right? We know that. We can, however, begin to anticipate the smaller daily things. Like, you know what, tomorrow morning, the forecast is sun. Or, you know what, tomorrow morning, I'm going to brew some coffee. And oh, I love the smell of coffee in the morning. And I'm going to sit it and I'm going to drink by my windows. Or even on the flip side, I can't wait to go to bed. Because I, in bed, I read my favorite book, or I get to relax, or I get to have sex, or, hey, another episode of Ted Lasso came out. I can't wait to watch it tonight. All these smaller anticipations accumulate, and you still reap that benefit psychologically. It doesn't have to be the big things all the time. So back to the title of that book, Every Day a Friday. Can every day be a Friday? Perhaps so. That anticipation of the smaller things can accumulate on a Monday or Wednesday. And perhaps we can, we can bring that Friday mentality of anticipation with us even on a Sunday evening when you're getting ready for Monday. Anticipation. It's powerful. But I want to acknowledge those out there that are really going through something crappy right now. Those of you that are saying, you know what? It's real easy for you to say, because you're not going through what I'm going through right now. And you are right. You're the only one walking in your shoes. And I acknowledge that. But God sees you, friend. You know what I think? The ugly stepsisters of anticipation. I think their names are dread, fear, and anxiety. And sometimes these ugly sisters, they're just there. But we can still experience an anticipation of goodness even while going through the sucky stuff. Think about having a baby. There's the definite fear, dread, anxiety of having your baby, especially the first baby. You know there's going to be pain. You don't know what to expect. We'll all go well. What will this baby be like? But there's also the anticipation and excitement coexisting at the same time saying, I can see my baby. We're going to have a baby. What will it look like? What will it be like? It's a mishmash of anticipation and it's ugly sepsisters all at the same time. Now, this is just me talking here, but I think it's important to validate the ugly stepsisters. I'm feeling dread anxiety and fear about dot 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 but then focus give your attention to the anticipation the expectation of good practice that rehearse that think on those things there's a reason why there's a passage in the bible that says here's what i want you to spend your thoughts on whatever things are lovely and true and noble and good and beautiful and honorable Remember that question that popped up earlier of if our brains are wired for love and to anticipate good things, 
then why does the negative thoughts seem so prevalent? Our brain does hone in on the negative. Dr. Leaf used the example of sleeping in our bed at nights. Our brain, our brains are used to the usual noises like the house settling, the fan whirring, or if the dryer's going. But if a window smashes or there's a pounding, pounding, pounding at the door, our brains hone in on that as a threat. And it hones in to solve it, to figure it out, to find the plan back to safety. We're not meant to stay on that negative thought. So we need to bring our, our attention back to the anticipation part of things, even while going through the suck. And you know, there's a, a guy named David. He's in the Bible. He wrote songs and poems. And he was also called a man after God's own heart, but he had some issues. He wrote and acknowledged the truth of his anger, wrath, jealousy. But then he usually always ends with anticipation of God's goodness. I googled Psalms written in anger, and this is what Google came, came back with. It says, the Psalms of individual complaint are Psalms 3, 5 through 7, 13, 17, 22, 25 through 28, 32, 38, 39, 42, 43, 51, 54 through 57, 59, 61, 63, 64, 69 through 71, 86, 88, 102, 109, 120, 130, 140 through 143. <sighs> uh, David had a lot of frustration, anger, and truth, really, that he was laying out there. This poet and songwriter, after God's own heart, had all these pieces, these poems and songs, it included his complaints, anger, and frustrations. And then at the end of all these psalms, he swings to the anticipation of the goodness of God. And one of his writings, one of my favorites, he says, don't turn me over to the desires of my foes. There's false witnesses. They rise up against me. They just spout malicious accusations. And then he says, but I'll remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That means in his now, in his lifetime, not in the sweet by and by when we all get to heaven, but now in the land of the living. So whatever it is that you're going through, spill it out to God. He's got big shoulders. And then knowing that your brain is wired to expect goodness let your brain begin to anticipate that goodness. If there's small anticipations or big ones, think on those things. Anticipation, it's a good, good thing. It's a powerful thing. What are you looking forward to today? Or let me rephrase this for some of you. What will you allow yourself to look forward to today? Will you allow your hopes to rise up in anticipation of the goodness of God for you in your life.